You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. My name is Nick, and I am an intern at Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit which helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers and start their career journey. We provide career expos, panels, guest speakers, and more activities to help youth explore careers. Today, I'm here with my other host, Melina. Hello, everyone. Our show, What to Be, highlights the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job? Well, what is that job really like? Then keep on listening. We would like to remind listeners that the opinions expressed by today's guest do not necessarily reflect this career in its entirety. Today we're joined by Rod Caborn, who is an event producer and fundraising consultant, as well as the owner of First Class Fundraising. Can you tell us what your career entails? Certainly. In a nutshell, I do. I raise money by creating community and exposure to nonprofits, schools, and other organizations that uh, survive by raising money. So I do events for these organizations. Not only do I prepare them and do the cons- mm-hmm. consultation for them, but I actually have the good fortune to co-host them in many cases because mm-hmm. I am a professional auctioneer and professional MC. So it's very, very gratifying that I can help them in terms of creating the concept for their event Mm -hmm. and of course to actually handle the event for them or with them as Mm -hmm. well and so you said two things that i want to point out so you build community for events and for fundraising how do you build community and what what goes into an event sure um well for an event itself and most of these events in fact the vast majority are for non-profit organizations so they have a community they have a constituency but of course they have to get people to show up so Mm -hmm. a lot is just inviting people and creating something that is interesting and engaging Mm -hmm. and exciting for people to come and show up to And then once you have people together and in the event itself, if you can really articulate well what it is that the organization does and why it is so important, the goal is, of course, to engage those who come such that Mm -hmm. they feel they'd really like to be a part of it, like to get involved, Mm -hmm. which ultimately is not only participation, but financial participation Mm -hmm. as well. How would you say if you had an event, how would you get me to come? example all right so i do of course i do uh, a lot of auctions for instance Mm -hmm. and so obviously they raise they're fun inherently an auction can be a great time Mm -hmm. and typically all of the items are donated by members Mm -hmm. of the community they're more likely to be holidays and meals Mm -hmm. and uh sort of events i they're events in and of themselves that catch the imagination of the people. Mm. And so it's interesting to come and be a part of that and to witness it as well. So that would be one way. And then others, uh, I do athletic events, for instance, um, mm. sponsored walkathons, mm. jogathons, bike mm. rides, <laughs> any number of things, pet shows. It can be quite literally anything so provided it's something that's interesting to the community then of course you need to market it and get some Mm. excitement generated that way and then invite all of the constituents to come along and enjoy so how did you uh start first class fundraising and maybe how long has it been going on well it's uh 25th year so i'm really thrilled about that yes and it started entirely serendipitously i um i went back to school to get my master's i wanted to teach so Mm -hmm. i got a Uh, a master's in linguistics and just before I finished up part of my work was to do some teacher training at Mm. local high schools in San Jose and I was blown away at how 
Here we were in what was then the sixth biggest economy in the world, mm-hmm. and we had no resources whatsoever. I, you know, I had uh, oh. classes where I was quite literally signing up for a photocopy so that they could evidence the fact that that was six cents or whatever it wow. was at the wow. time, and we were sharing books yeah. and so forth, which was completely and totally foreign to me as an mm-hmm. English person living here. I, I had no idea how that was. Thing, right? Yes, I mean, everything is paid for over there. Yeah. And so it was just kind of strange to me. Anyway, I was going through all of this, trying to get my head around it. And at that same time, again, it's entirely random, but I, I used to be a professional rugby player back in Europe. And, wow. um, and, and I was still playing rugby here. It was mm-hmm. an amateur. And I was, I was representing the Western Coast mm-hmm. in a big, big tournament that was taking place in the Midwest. And I just happened to be the roommate of a guy who did fundraising for schools. Oh. And so we just. So that's how you got into it? That's how I got into it. I, I, I had oh. no, there was, there's no such thing as school fundraising mm-hmm. over there. So uh, we talked about it and, uh, you know, just over the course of two or three days, mm-hmm. we each shared what we did and got mm-hmm. to know each other a little bit. And I called him up a couple of weeks later and I said to him, you know, Jeff, I, I'm really intrigued in what you do. I wonder if we could sit down and talk a little bit more about it. And he, he just basically said, are you serious? Because we are looking for someone in Santa Cruz. Oh. And that's pretty much, and he said, my manager is going to be flying into San Jose mm. International Airport, going somewhere else. If you would like for me to set up a meeting with him, mm-hmm. I could do that. I said, sure. Wow. I had a one-hour interview at the airport. Oh, and- I'm a fundraiser. Just like that. Just like that. And you pretty much had no experience except from the rugby thing, right? Not at all. I mean, I have a, an undergraduate business degree, so yeah. I'm, but in terms That's of right? doing assemblies in front of schools and yeah. just doing any of that, no, I had absolutely no qualifications whatsoever. But I was certainly excited by obviously why I went back to teach was mm-hmm. I was interested in working with kids. And it just... It made perfect sense when he said, well, what we're raising money for is is things like theater productions Mm -hmm. or art programs Mm -hmm. or after school, you know, all of the things that I feel are so enriching about education Mm -hmm. that apparently were not being taken care of and continue not to be taken care of Mm -hmm. by by mainstream taxation or, Mm -hmm. you know, by our our governments and agencies mm-hmm. in funding schools. So it still to this day continues that if you want these kind of uh, opportunities for kids, you need to raise money for it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, the, the fact that uh, I would work with kids and raise money to enhance the quality of schooling, mm-hmm. that was massively interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I worked just briefly for a year with this company, which was a corporation. It was bought out by its nemesis, and I'd learned enough to know that I did not want to work with them, so I just started out on my own. So that was, well, 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Long-winded quest- answer to your no, question. But I think it's important, awesome. you know, just to... Because in my, mm-hmm. in my experience, so many jobs and so many careers are mm-hmm. just coincidental, serendipitous. You just fall into it right so for my position i coordinate the annual luncheon for yfob and we have 240 guests and something always goes wrong can you tell us about a time where you plan an event and something went wrong or what <laughs> yes, you do how long we go? what you do so no. nothing goes wrong well 
And what yes. elements go into planning an event? All right. Just for That's, listeners. Okay. Absolutely. And, uh, There's a lot. <laughs> Yes, I, in, when I started out, of course, it's, it's somewhat nerve-wracking. When I became an auctioneer, for instance, I, mm. I had a 14-day course uh, and then came home and then... 14 days, that's it. 14 days, yeah. <laughs> and then I was an auctioneer and I was in the Hyatt Regency mm. in front of 300 people in the middle. If you can picture a dance floor with a, a podium in the middle of it. Oh. Wow. And there I was. That's odd. <laughs> Go auction, right? Yeah. But you... You kind of, if you put yourself out there, you learn uh, and learn quickly. Mm. So in answer to your question, sure, I remember an event. And this was just a fun event. It wasn't even part of my work at the time. But my wife went to Harbour High School and they were having a reunion. And their MC and keynote speaker cancelled very late on. So they wanted to do something. And anyway, my wife came up with the idea that maybe I should show up as... Someone who went to Harbour High School, who will no one, mm-hmm. by definition, no one will remember. But, but posing as someone and see if, you know, when, when people they, say, oh, I didn't recognize you. Oh, you're that. That's how you turned out kind of thing. <laughs> so that was it. And I thought, oh, this is great fun. I'm going to do this. Yeah, it's it was a little a bit, bit like acting, right? Absolutely. It was pure acting. And, you know, I had something of a script and I was really excited about it. But what Wait, happened? Wait, but your accent... Well, I know, so. and, and, but that <laughs> was going to be part of the fun of it. What do you mean you don't remember me? Yeah. I was the, the lone English guy. You don't remember me? <laughs> uh, and be saying, yeah, can't you remember the, uh, in that particular football game against Soquel yeah. when yeah. I ran onto the field? You don't <laughs> recall you really that? Yeah, all right, all of that stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I had all of this in my mind. And, but unfortunately, we went to a hotel where the AV was very poor, to say the least. And of course, what's, every... What's AV? The, I'm sorry, the, the sound and oh, the... Oh, okay. All right, yeah. it's the audiovisual. Mm. So the <laughs> oh, mic was pretty sketchy at mm. best, and it was a very excitable group in that they were there meeting people they hadn't seen for 10, 20 years, and so they were all talking, and it was really difficult to get people's attention right off the bat. Mm. And then... So I started off on this, and there was a little bit of interest at first, but because the AV or the microphone was so so limited, then you know, over time people just couldn't hear, and they mm. kind of tuned out. And my big mistake was I just kind of soldiered on, and I was and on the on mic, and I kept it. on talking, and I was sort of, I felt that at, at some point they'd get on board, and and no. <laughs> no. and so and that's that cringing moment you know when you see a comedian who's not doing very well on stage mm. or whatever it is it's that moment but it was a really informative moment in my career i just you know i felt very embarrassed but not that anybody cared and it yeah. really wasn't but for me right. it was a thing it was a tremendous learning experience right. And so in answer to your question, I always, things go wrong constantly. Mm -hmm. That's the only constant is that there will be things that go awry. But awry is in in the mind of the... It's relative. It is all relative. (laughs) And so over time, and it takes a little experience, but I always engage with humor about this. If something Mm -hmm. goes wrong, then I'll include everybody and and just let them know that it's going on. And let's see how we can find, come up with a, with a different means of, uh, of getting to where we wanted to Mm -hmm. go and just make it as fun and think on my feet all Mm -hmm. the time. And that over time has been, I think what is the most important about any kind of public relationship. And I believe private relationship Mm. that you listen, that you're working on your feet and you adapt to what is actually happening. Yeah. You work with what you got. You work with what you've got. And 
I like to be very, very prepared. But having prepared, then after that, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I want to be open and completely engaged. I, when it comes to working in a public speaking arena, either I like to have notes or a script and then mm -hmm. actually read it. Don't like to do that much at all. What I like to do is go through, have notes and mm -hmm. so forth up until the, the moment that I go on. And then after that, just be me just kind of go and just do it. And, uh, and, and I feel that is the most effective. Mm -hmm. One of the hardest things to do, anybody in the public eye, is to sort of have notes, oh, yeah. keep referring mm -hmm. back. And it's, it always seems contrived yeah. and it always, it's, it's neither real nor well presented yeah. because it's some somewhere in the middle and it tends to be very awkward and invariably you should lose your place or Less it genuine. just doesn't seem genuine exactly that right. Nick yeah for those who are just tuning in you're listening to our show what to be on k-squid 90.7 fm santa cruz i'm melina and i'm joined by our other host nick we're speaking with our guest rod Kayborn, who is an event producer and fundraising consultant as well as the owner of first class fundraising and we're learning about his career journey. You mentioned that you had that event. Was that like something that happened early on in your career where the mic failed and... Yes, very okay. early. it was very early. In. And I had a similar experience, actually. <clears throat> I, was, uh, I was doing an auction in Pebble Beach and mm. I was immensely excited mm. by that, of course. You know, this, wow, you're doing Pebble Beach. That's, mm. that's one of the finest locations in the world, you know. I felt like, you know, I've really kind of made it, you know. Mm. <laughs> and... It didn't occur to me to take my own equipment, which I always do now. Oh. Uh -huh. Same thing. It was, the mic was awful. Who would have, <laughs> who would have anticipated that? And it was a sort of man of the year, I think it was entitled. And they were honoring all kinds of people. And they, they'd insisted that their, their people would only take a minute to speak. And they went on and on and on. So I didn't mm. get on till about 9.30. You can that feel it all coming. Happens, yes, yeah. it does. And, and so these are the things that you learn and, mm. you know, and you get used to and you're mm. very proactive about, which is all of, you know, it's what event planning mm. and coordination is. But again, it, come 9.45 when I eventually got on and the mic was disastrous and no mm. one could hear and no one at that point, as soon as they couldn't hear, they weren't mm. listening. And so that was another one in, in, in a professional arena where mm. it went okay, but I knew that it could have gone a whole lot better. Mm. And I took that to heart and there's never an event where I don't have my own equipment just as a backup. Mm. What do you think are the fundamental elements of an event or to planning an event? Oh, great question. Really. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I would say obviously having an engaged audience in mm -hmm. the first place first, I mean, yeah. make sure that you're doing doing something that's that's special or engaging or is want. of interest <laughs> yeah. in the first place don't assume yeah. anything and then particularly in the arena, arena that i work which is non-profits mm. i think it's really crucial that you articulate what the non-profit is all about that there is a mm -hmm. time when mm. everybody comes together and and those leaders of that nonprofit explain what their goals and missions are or reinforce their missions and goals mm -hmm. and visions and what it's all about and what they're doing and why mm -hmm. it's so special such that those who come feel a part of it and they feel included and they feel important. That and they know what it's about. <laughs> exactly yeah. that. Because there is this, this odd sort of conventional wisdom that some 
organizations that put on events say, well, we don't want to be all preachy about it. And we don't, we just want people to sort of come and have a good time. And it's just a totally wasted opportunity, in my opinion, Mm. because, you know, the event by definition or, or the organization is doing something special Mm. or else it wouldn't be in existence or it shouldn't be in existence. Mm -hmm. And so to articulate that and do so in a beautiful visual way where people suddenly feel compelled by it. And, Mm. you know, this is so important. This really matters. And I would like to be a part. I don't have much time, but maybe I could volunteer here. Mm. Or I don't have much money, but I... It is a priority for me, mm. and I would like to just do my little part to keep these guys going because mm. I love what they're doing. All of these are simply an invitation. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, obviously people look mm. at me and say, you're a fundraiser. How do you yep. do that? You know, I hate asking for money. It's yep. so awkward, so uncomfortable. But it doesn't have to be that way. It's more of a, an invitation, as I say, to do mm-hmm. something special. And, you know, you you only approach someone if there's some indication that they might be interested. Mm. For, for instance, I work with Save Our Shores in a big mm-hmm. way now. They're, they're my absolute biggest client, and I'm privileged and honored to work for them. And so I'm talking to people who are mm. interested in marine conservation. They love the ocean, mm. surf in it, yacht on it, mm-hmm. swim in it, and so on. And they they feel that that's a really important part of their life mm. and, you know, it is it's so related to mm. climate change and and of all of the things that are so so important and compelling on a broad broad mm. way and that looking after this you know it it builds exponentially that mm. an involvement in save our shores for instance brings meaning to some mm. many people's lives and mm. and it shouldn't be underestimated and it should be emphasized i believe when mm. you, when you're doing an event so that's the joy of it, bringing everyone up, thanking mm. everybody, mm. including everybody, and then inviting people to participate mm. in a way. It doesn't have to be hitting them up for money. That comes mm. way later, and it's mm-hmm. never in that context, as I say. As long as you <clears> have <throat> your mission, it's clear. Make sure you're asking the right people, right? Not yes, just, no Not question. just anyone, but having your that community that you build, right? Who's yes. invested in that cause and who wants to support that. It's not just money, but... They're actually building something with the organization. You're absolutely right, Melina. And sometimes there's this mistaken thought that somehow you've got to get wealthy people. They've got to have capacity, as they mm. call it. And of course, that it's, it's wonderful when you can do that. Mm. But there are many people who volunteer, who, or, or rather, if they're impassioned, that's the first thing. If mm. they're really into it and they want to be a part of it, then, you know, in many cases, they know they have friends and family or they mm. know someone or they can find a way or in 10 years time, mm. they might be in a very different position mm. financially and in every mm-hmm. way. So it's all about getting people who are in, who want to be involved mm. as opposed to, okay, well, let's think of all the rich people we know, all the rich <laughs> yeah. corporations. Oh, we'll call Driscoll's. They got a ton of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it doesn't work that yeah. way. Yeah. Can you show me an example of like a pitch or an ask that you would, use like say you were asking me and then you i uh-huh. love save our shores yes. what would you what would you tell me or what would you tell people well i would i would speak in it's interesting that you say it in the in in the idea 
that somehow I'm telling or letting them into some kind of secret <laughs> so or that I've got wrong, right? <laughs> some clever tactic. I got my blue suede shoes on and I'm going to suddenly <laughs> create this situation where they want to give me money. It's very different okay, from that, different. Melina. Okay, so yeah, that's a wrong assumption that I have. Yeah, well, no, good. but it's it's an absolutely, it, it, it's an totally so understandable one. Okay. And, and I know you were just simply posing the question. But I would ask you a lot of questions. I would, I would ask you, you know, to to you save our shores, you know, mm-hmm. if you, you how do you like living here in Santa Cruz? And, mm-hmm. and then hopefully it would come up that, uh, you know, you really like being by the ocean. Yeah. And then <laughs> I hate I the would, ocean. Yeah, <laughs> right. I hate the ocean, uh, really. I, <laughs> the, these pristine days. Like, where you ask someone you thought they were totally into it and then they weren't. Oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, it, of course it happens. And, uh, you know, people change and yeah. they have different experiences and so forth. But absolutely. But going back to this. But so. then give it at that point that yeah. we'll have a nice conversation and, and just, I wouldn't, we wouldn't You don't ask. continue it, yeah. Yes. So I, I would, going back to ask that, so what, question. you know, well, tell me how, how, do you actually get out onto yeah, the... Yeah, I love the ocean. Uh, right. <laughs> and, and I would engage. I think listening is the most important thing. Yeah. Just on, on so many levels mm-hmm. in so many mm-hmm. venues, but particularly for this, when you, you, you have a goal and it's very easy mm-hmm. when you have a, a mission or a, or a project to accomplish mm-hmm. or something like that, to get too myopic about it and think, you know, mm-hmm. I've got to raise money. I've got to raise X yeah. amount in a certain period of time. I'm meeting with these, and, and, you know, and let's get on with it. Mm-hmm. But it's quite the opposite, I think, that, that it... it happens more organically and mm. and then you perhaps if having established that you really like the ocean i you know i i might invite you to i you know when when the conversation allowed it i I'd, I'd say one or two things about save our shores and it might mm. well be my the best way is that you kind of say well you know tell me a little bit about what you you rod you do mm-hmm. and you know i'd say that you know i'm the development director at save mm-hmm. our shores and do beach cleanups and we also educate kids mm-hmm. and and we also advocate you know, on a really broad uh, trajectory with mm. regard to agencies, governments, and ultimately to the, on the world mm. court of climate change. And, and then what are they, what's their response? How do you get them to flip out their pockets? And Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would say, you know, would you be, one of, the, one of the most exciting things is to bring people to the beach. Mm-hmm. And we do these beach cleanups where we actually collect data on mm-hmm. the, and it's amazing when you start, joining the dots, mm-hmm. how these things happen, mm-hmm. why it is and how it is that we're polluting our oceans. And would you like to come to one of our mm-hmm. cleanups? And, and that, would be, in, yeah. that would be... And, 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 Not just going and asking them for money, right. but like getting them involved, and yes. letting them see what the organization right. is about. And, right. Yeah. And very often, not always, but very mm-hmm. often they beca- there comes a time where they'll say, you know, how can, how can I participate? Mm-hmm. Mm. And at that point, they're they're open. Yeah, and, and, and then you like, can oh, say yeah. you could be on, on our board if you'd yeah. like, or you can continue to volunteer, mm-hmm. or if you'd like to participate financially, that's mm-hmm. huge because that ultimately is what sustains mm-hmm. this and all the nonprofits mm-hmm. that I work with and keeps the mission alive. Yeah, right? and I just give them examples of people who've done this and what that meant. Mm-hmm. You know, so and so gave us five thousand dollars, and with that, we were able to. They were make this XYZ happen, yeah, right? Thousands of students yeah. were educated thanks to that stipend mm. that you got, which allowed us to employ and so on. So it's mm. it's and it's storytelling. Mm. Not in story some telling. kind of contrived way where I'm trying to put together a story to 
Uh, But it makes it more understandable. Absolutely. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Melina, and I'm joined by our other host, Nick. And today we're speaking with Rod Keyborn and learning about his career as an event producer, a fundraising consultant, as well as the owner of First Class Fundraising. Rod is going to share a few words on how to keep us on the air. All right, everybody. I trust that you are thoroughly enjoying this show, and I can't give enough credit to Melina and Nick, who are just doing a remarkable job here putting together these productions. And I'd like to ask you, if you enjoy this show and you want to continue hearing shows just like this one on the radio, there is a means to doing that. When you support KSQD, you're supporting real people. They're your friends. They're your neighbors. And this show covers issues that affect your life. So we lift up and celebrate artists, writers, musicians, athletes, and the amazing people living right here among us in the Monterey Bay area. And this radio station only exists because of community listeners like you who actually contribute. So anything you can give helps. And if you support KSQD by providing a donation, that would be so marvelous. And you could call now. And again, this will keep things going here and give you this wonderful opportunity to tune in. Not only are you supporting excellent journalism and brilliant stories that will affect your life, you are the recipient of that. You're supporting this organization and also you get to hear these terrific shows. So you get you win win in both levels. So this is how you can do it. Call now at 831-900-5773. Again, that's 831-900-5773. Or you can pledge securely online at the website ksqd.org. Again, ksqd.org. And thank you so very much for your support. Thank you for that, Rod. You're most welcome. Thank you. So is this uh, what you imagined it being um, as far as your your job? I mean, when you started 25 years ago, is this where you thought you'd be? Is this what you'd still be doing? No, I, I had no idea. As I mentioned earlier, it just I just fell into it. But... Uh, I really love it. I couldn't imagine doing anything different. Even though I'd be it takes me in all kinds of different directions, the the idea of being with I, I'm an outgoing kind of person and I love meeting people and, and being with people and I particularly love it in a in a public area where it's uh, where people come together and there's a synergy where the mm. the, the sum of all of that energy mm. creates something really really special. So I can't imagine not being in that environment. As is mm-hmm. often said, you know, people say, I, you know, I do it even even I weren't paid, which uh, I do. I'm a, I'm a member of the Rotary Club and I love mm. to volunteer because I think ultimately it really truly matters. And I think whatever career you choose, if you feel that engaged and you feel you're doing something very, very special mm-hmm. and you're proud to do it and, you've, mm-hmm. and you feel humbled to do it, that's, it's the right place for you to be. Mm-hmm. And so that's I feel good. that and I feel tremendously lucky and, uh, and just delighted to be in my situation. That's awesome. I think we have one last question for you. Is there a piece of advice that, we, that you would want our listeners to be left with sure well it would extend from what i just said that uh that you just have no, no idea i mean when i talk to younger 
people who are just in, embarking on a career. You know, what even is a career? It's just a series of things that happen. Mm-hmm. And when, wow. when you get too myopic around it and don't embrace whatever is happening around you, I think you can cut yourself off. So trust, trust in things. We hear it all the time, mm-hmm. you know, that which makes you passionate. And I couldn't agree more. It is made a little bit cliched at this time, but truly... If, if, you're, if you're not really feeling it, then be open to something that you do feel. And then careers evolve out of where you are mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to you finding the yeah. right career for yourself. And sometimes that takes some boldness. Mm-hmm. It takes, you know, being, perse- it, it takes perseverance and it takes commitment and it takes yeah. a lot of courage to say, you know, I'm not going to do, that's the safe way of doing mm-hmm. it. And but I don't feel it and I'd just as soon spend a little bit more time, regardless of what everyone else is telling me, I'd rather just keep pursuing what my heart is drawing me towards. Thank you to everyone who is listening and for tuning into our show, What To Be, with your host Melina and Nick and our guest today, Rod Caborn, who is an event producer and fundraising consultant, as well as the owner of First Class Fundraising. If you have any questions or would like to be on the show, send us an email at whattobe@ksqd.org. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM, KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you for listening.